Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello, and welcome to this month's episode of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm your host, Rebecca Taylor, and this month we're joined again by Ricardo Arujo from uh, Ariodante Travel. You might remember him. Uh, we realized during the podcast we actually spoke almost exactly two years ago, so just at the start of the pandemic, really. Um, and Ariodante was sort of just taking off uh, in the last few years, so they make completely unique um, and inspiring inspiring vacations. I mean, you literally can't even comprehend what they do because they take whatever idea you have for a trip and then they like blow it out of the park. So it's obviously um, not for all people. Um, it's mostly targeted at um, quite ultra high net worth individuals, but it's fun to get some inspiration and just to take some, even if it's a little grain of something from some of their vacations or the way they think about vacations into your next holiday, um, it could really escalate uh, the type of experience that you have. So it was really good to sit down with Ricardo again and touch base, uh, especially kind of bookending the pandemic with him to go from, you know, what kind of travel we were seeing then um, and being able to actually plan things again and feeling a little bit more secure on our feet as we head into another summer. Um, but hopefully it looks very different than the past couple of years. So it's really great to chat with uh, Ricardo and get some new ideas, some new inspiration uh, here where he's planning on going this year and really just take a take a beat to ch chat about the industry as a whole. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Ricardo. If you don't already, uh, do give them a follow, Aridante Travel. Uh, really inspiring stuff if you're looking, uh, you know, sitting at home and missing travel and, and planning your next vacation and want a little little something to uh, to whet your appetite. So uh, give them a follow. And of course, if you don't already follow us um, on the podcast, please do so. It's a simple button to click subscribe. Uh, and there we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please feel free to leave any reviews where you get your podcast. So without further ado, here is Ricardo and we'll see you next month. All right, so today we're back with Ricardo Arujo from Ario Dante. Um, I, I actually found it quite funny setting up this call today, Ricardo, because I feel like last time we spoke was like right on the cusp of the pandemic or something. Like it was around March or April 2020, and now we're back when things are picking back up. So I like that we've bookended a pandemic with you. <laughs> Welcome back. And uh, if you could just remind us a little bit about Ario Dante, what... I mean, I'd say what you've been up to, but like everyone, we've probably been a little bit quieter, but, uh, you know, what's the company's mission and, and your plans for future development after this whole COVID-19 business? Of course. Well, lovely speaking with you again, Rebecca. You are right. has been a long time. <laughs> the world has changed like 20 times between it. Yeah. Whatever wave uh, we're in right now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ariodante, it's a very specific and weird company according to many <laughs> we are basically the travel alchemist and our mission and goal is to create money can't buy experiences and adventures for very wealthy individuals who want to travel in a way more meaningful way so they to make it a little bit simpler uh, basically we use and we tap into each person's passions and interest and we create a one-off trip uh, going beyond luxury, let's say, where we take care for everything from choosing the right yacht, uh, the right crew, and 
etc then we don't really work with destinations but with experiences so if we have someone who loves picasso for example we are going to take him on a journey through europe uh, starting let's say in paris and the french riviera then taking a yacht to go to barcelona then malaga and finish for example in madrid and the goal will be to explore his life his work by opening places that are usually close to the public uh, for example, the reservoirs of the museum, meeting with uh, famous art collector, artists, and so on. So those are basically the trips we create. And you, so I think it works both ways, correct? You like someone might come to you and say, like you said, I love Picasso. I'd love to put this trip together for my husband, my wife, whatever. Or you also you share some fantastic itineraries and journeys and things on, on LinkedIn and social media. So is that things that you create and then see who would kind of take that or is it maybe something you've put together for another client and you're just sharing it and like providing inspiration? Let's say yes, it's more inspiration because even if we come up with a trip, um, then everything is going to change because of the client. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say to, to keep that example of Picasso, if the one wanted to do it, it's really into history. Well, we are going to... Um, to craft that trip in a way while if another client wants it and for example he or his wife or his daughter whatever love ballet we are going to change everything and explore for example what Picasso painted for the ballet parade with the ballet russe uh, back with when we Diaghilev commissioned him that ballet around the I don't remember the date. Well, long ago. (laughs) (laughs) There's no tests in today's podcast. (laughs) That's held in the Georges Pompidou Museum Reserve. So my goal will be to open those reserves and show them that. Then go to the Opera House, uh, speak with a dancer, etc. So the trip is going to be completely different, even if the topic is the same. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, yes, as I mentioned, we we put something in front of people but it's more like awareness so they they understand that something is possible and that we can travel in a way different way Mm -hmm. the problem we have is all the travel industry they work say with destinations with packages while we don't so people they struggle to get ideas and as i'm always saying to most of the people how can you ask for something you don't know exists yeah our job is to bring them those ideas so those uh, packages or inspiration is just like for them to to think in a different way and just have a conversation then if we start having a chat with someone who wants to go to the french riviera uh, we might end up proposing to go to Vietnam instead because in the conversation we discover that he loves something completely different and actually the Riviera is boring for him so the new idea will be completely different but it's based in his passions Mm. so how do you find the inspiration for this for for these itineraries I mean you probably had a lot of time to to think about things the past couple years but how in the first place did you come across this idea and and be able to find the constant inspiration? Let's say that's the one billion question, I think. <laughs> one million is not enough. Um, 
play, uh, well, first of all, I'm a classical musician, I'm a composer and a conductor. So I spend my life in, in art, uh, all arts actually, to, um, and I've been working there uh, with opera houses, uh, concert halls, orchestras, but also artists, painters, uh, fashion designers, etc. So it's like nowadays I have a very different vision of the world. Then I'm always like someone super curious and I like everything for me. Out of any passion, we can create something fun. It's just we have to do the, the research, let's say. Mm-hmm. So that gave me like a very different approach to travel. And then I was very lucky that my first clients, because this company started completely by accident with a gentleman and his wife who are like passionate about opera. Uh, we met, they asked me to accompany them to the Royal Opera House in London to explain them the, 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 the opera we were attending to, but from the eyes from our conductor. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they love it, and then I took them for a backstage visit to thank them because they were like super nice and so on. Then uh, they started speaking with their friends. Their friends wanted to do the same. Each time I had a conversation with a new person, he was always telling me, I want you as my guide because you have something different and you are proposing amazing things. I want to do the same as my friend, but better and so on. (laughs) That's how I started started becoming trips. And I remember one gentleman who became them a very good client, very wealthy uh, from Boston. He wanted to do the same experience I did for someone else uh, at Hampton Court Palace, but he wanted better. And in the conversation, he told me about his passion for literature and, among others, Shakespeare. So uh, he wanted to go to the UK and explore all the, um, the Tudor palaces and buildings. For me, that was like boring because yeah. why, <laughs> the, why does he need me? that he can just go there and see the places. Yeah. So I proposed something completely different, which was why not exploring the Tudor dynasty, but through the eyes of Shakespeare. And he was like, oh, what? <laughs> Explain <laughs> what do you mean? So that's when we started like having the, the meaningful conversation. And I told him, well, instead of just going to visit places, why not using Shakespeare plays and, and all his life to tell the history of the Tudors. So we started with uh, Shakespeare plays before the Tudor dynasty. Uh, all those plays like Richard III, for example, and so on, about the War of the Roses, how um, the Tudors end up in power. Then Henry VIII, Henry VII, Henry VIII, and then we use his life to tell the story of Elizabeth I. He loved the trip because we did that as a sort of treasure hunt, like a historical treasure hunt, mm-hmm. while, while we were also meeting with meaningful people. To give you an idea, the, um, the, the, the trip ended with a performance of Henry VIII in Hampton Court Palace with a very, very famous actor, one of the most famous Shakespearean actors in, in London. So the client was like super happy because he got to see um, those to the palaces, but also the history behind uh, the the historical part plus the legends Shakespeare kind of invented, and so on and so on. So 
he spent five days like super happy yeah. and that was the first trip which costed like a fortune i think we were like above uh, half a million dollars back then okay uh, and then he started speaking with his friends and his friends wanted to do the same but better so right. instead of Shakespeare, they wanted let's say picasso another one the italian renaissance another one opera so for example we did a tiny <laughs> experience to see the birth of an opera production basically during one year we organized 11 trips to follow all the steps of the, um, of the production so we were meeting with the artist with the director with the conductor seeing the sets being built the costumes and then just before the performances or the rehearsals so he he loved it that was even more expensive and so on <laughs> but something no one gets to see so yeah. those are like money can't buy experiences but how can you ask for something like that if you don't know it exists as we were mentioning earlier right so taking an idea and elevating it to the next exactly yeah. that's my that's my mission let's say for me it's like um what's on offer how can i make it better and on the other side how can i turn their dreams into reality wow yeah and that way you're getting constantly fantastic reviews because everyone probably goes in with an idea of their holiday in mind and then you just blow their minds with the next level let's say we we never invest in marketing or anything i've we've got tons of articles in the press but no one has ever really contacted us through those articles it's just recommendations someone sharing his experience and the others jealous wanted to do the same mm -hmm. plus I'm one of those super wealthy persons travels with me. They always want to go back and to do something else because while we are traveling, we end up having 20,000 new ideas yeah. for the next trips. Yeah. Because if thinking about Picasso, to take again the same example, well, in the middle, we start speaking about Rodin, the Impressionist, um, Giacometti, Matisse, but also Chanel, the ballet, and so on and so on. Yeah. They, yeah. Everything. And, and they discover something and they want to go even further. So if it's like, for example, we do an amazing um, dining experience in a museum, for example, but they love it. But then we are also bringing that three-star Michelin chef and they can really spend some time together and have fun. So then we might uh, add something to the trip or for the next trip to go with this chef to discover a region in Italy, for example, and so on. <laughs> so it's, right. it's limitless. Yeah. Unlike, like you say, a destination or a resort that's always going to be the same or, or, you know, maybe slightly different. You could do a, something, a different activity the next time, but this would always be something brand new for a client so that you're creating repeat exactly. clients all the time. Yeah. And are you seeing... Now that inquiries have picked up for, you know, most travel companies and people are traveling more comfortably now, are you seeing requests for trips change or, or how do you think, do you think much will change on your end or do you think um, you'll still have similar clientele and they'll be looking for similar experiences? Uh, let's say on one hand, um, we are still a little bit waiting because each trip we create, it's weeks or months of work mm. before we can 
deliver the trip. Sadly, during the pandemic, no one used that time like to have the conversation and to start the process. So yes, now we are starting to have again some conversations, but it's going to take months before the trip happens. Mm. When it comes to say a difference from what it was before, like before COVID, um, yes, a lot is changing in on our side. Uh, for two reasons mainly. Before COVID, I was focusing more on um, local experiences because I was not trusting myself. For me, it's like, yes, one person asked me for something gigantic. For example, uh, end of 2019, we were um, in conversation with a client. Sadly, he passed away um, mm. last year. <laughs> well, he was 92 years old, so more than fair. Okay. Wow. Uh, conversation was let's go to South America to do a sabbatical in uh, to explore all the civilizations um, that were destroyed during the Spanish colony that end up being well, at that moment uh, almost five months long from Mexico to Patagonia and it was increasing because each time I was giving an idea to the client he wanted to add it to the trip <laughs> was a bit messy but for me, that was like luck. No one is going to go for something like this. But in fact, yes. In fact, what people really like in my company is that I can turn those dreams into reality. Is those crazy ideas, is those money can't buy moments. So I've seen like more interest for more wealthy people mm. nowadays really targeting people with a net worth of 500 millions and even above because they have a different need. Say the problem in the industry, the luxury industry, is they don't really understand the difference between someone with a net worth of 50 millions and someone with 500 millions or 1 billion. Mm. They don't have the same lives. It's just a fact. But if you don't understand, you can't really deliver the right service for each one. For example, uh, to go back to yachting, um, if if someone is chartering a yacht and is used to have a household of 20 people where everything is perfect and then you arrive on a yacht and the yacht has a new crew which still don't work well together, there's going to be a lot of things who are not going to be right. Or for example, um, that yacht, the new chef is very chefy, as I call them, you know, those kind of chefs that it's all about them, it's all about their ego okay. and so on, not about the client. So he's going to start preparing something when the clients are not ready or something like that, because there is a lack of communication between the team. That happens. But let's say if you have a client who's, uh, say, a normal client, he's not going to notice. But someone who's used to that, is going to notice right. and that it's not going to be perfect. So our role is to plan for everything. So I will meet with all the team in the yacht to see uh, how they're handling and etc. And we'll choose the yacht also based on that. It's not just about the number of cabins or how many golden, I don't know what are on the yacht. So it's all those kind of tiny details that matter mm -hmm. because they care for. Yeah, and probably more than ever because people haven't been traveling as much. So it's 
Exactly. Everything's a little heightened, isn't it? <laughs> and you, you expect a lot out of this next vacation, Not whatever I... it is. Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. But I think very wealthy people, well, also normal people, um, it's my case. So if I'm doing that, I'm sure others are. Now we we see things differently. We want a trip that's more meaningful. Uh, before, everything was about going somewhere, um, turning on others on the yacht, getting cocktails, eat well, and that's it. Mm. Now they, they want more than just that. So we have to plan for it and every single details matter. For example, the smile of the crew. That's more important now than before COVID because now we are noticing it. Mm-hmm. Now, for example, people, I think, will be traveling way longer than before. So instead of a weekend, they prefer only one week per year, but a good week where they are ready to spend more, but for a better quality, something like more homemade, for example, going back to yachts. Like it's not about uh, fancy things, but meaningful food because they got used because they spent like two years at home. Yeah. <laughs> so discovered that, for example, the relationship you are going to have with your family during the trip. Before COVID, you send the kids away so they don't bother. Mm. Now you are used to be with them and you play with them and so on. So all those tiny details, I think, are going to change a lot. And we in the travel industry, we need to adapt and and have something for that. Mm -hmm. We need to explain them that we can take care of them in the way they want. Yeah, absolutely. And it is nice to finally be able to speak about this. I mean, and some people are right. You know, they've said, you know, the uber wealthy, like you're commenting about, maybe continue to travel. You know, there is some people who they had the means to get there. But at the same time, countries' borders were still closed. Like there were still a lot of limitations put on people, no matter what your bank account. Um, So I think even people who claim, you know, they still traveled, still got out there. It was still a very different type of experience. So now with things wide open, Hopefully this will this will air in June. We're recording this early May, um, but uh, yeah, the summer's looking very different. At least for now, we know now not to make grand assumptions <laughs> too far in advance. Um, but you personally too, because I'm sure you're in the same boat. You know, being a little bit grounded. Um, do you have any places on on your bucket list like that you want to visit right away? It can be maybe a good excuse for work or just, you know, in general, do you have any place that you'd like to sneak away to as soon as you can? Oh, too many. <laughs> too many. I know my bucket list got very long during this pandemic. <laughs> Especially say, during lock- all the lockdowns, I've been working on projects and ideas that I can later use. So my bucket list from a hundred destinations, let's say, or places or whatever we want to call them. Now I think I'm like one million. Yeah, yeah. All that year we spent, I spent a fortune working on a tiny trip uh, who's going to make history. So this time I don't have the clients. So the goal was to first build a little bit the trip and be sure I can deliver it because I had no idea if it was even possible mm-hmm. and then try to the client. And of course, I fall in love with all that region, which is the Arctic Circle. Wow. The trip, basically, we are going to build 
some very special vehicles. I call them like ice trucks, ice um, uh, tanks, uh, like massive. Uh, and we bring them to Greenland, uh, north of Greenland. And the expedition is to drive to find the northernmost point on land on Earth. So last year there was an island who was discovered north of Greenland, and that's our main destination for this trip. Okay. This is something that has okay. never been done. No one has ever driven there, and very, very few people have ever set foot in that, say, in that region north of Greenland because it's like too big, too, too wild, too north, too everything. Too cold, too yeah, uh, <laughs> to get there. Scientists and with other scientists, we we end up having the conclusion that there are more islands north of Greenland. It's just, it takes a lot to discover them. So for that reason, we spent one year to find out if it was possible to keep going. Once we reach that point, move forward to discover the northernmost island on, on the planet. And now we know it's possible. We know the islands are there. It's just the team we need for that. The logistics are just insane. We need satellites. We need to build those vehicles. Uh, to give you an idea, that's going to be 120 people working during one year nonstop just to make it happen. Okay. Then the class, only one is going to travel with that team, a crew of 22. So it's massive. Wow. <laughs> and well, the tiny the trip that you've been planning. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but I've been seeing all those pictures, speaking with all those people. And well, now I really want to go there to see that region. Yes. It looks insane. Yeah. Plus, it's a region that's going to disappear because of global warming. Yeah. Each year is changing, ice is melting. So, probably we will be among the last people to have the chance of seeing it. So that's why it makes me want to go even more. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you'll have to keep us posted if you make that trip. And it would make the news. Yeah. So I guess I would see it whether I keep in touch with you or not. But uh, that sounds very like cool. One of the projects, well, we were in discussion with um, a Russian gentleman who was like super enthusiastic about it. We were already speaking with lawyers to sign the contract. And well, sadly, he's in, on the sanction list mm. of the US. So right. <laughs> that might have to wait. So not the best idea at the moment, but hey, that's, yeah. that's a, a dream. Yeah. But yes, one of the ideas is to create, for example, a website or something where everyone can follow the preparation of the trip and then the main trip. So we are going to have um, a filming crew with us from Riley Scott Production Company. But if the client wants, we can twist that documentary and make it public right. on Netflix, BBC, whatever, because it's like an ad a human adventure who's going to last one year. Yeah. So, yes, if the client agree with that, I will send you the link to the website <laughs> so you can follow like hour by hour the crazy I would experience. love that. Yeah, I think those shows, too, have only just gotten more popular with uh, the pandemic, you know? There's so many now real-life series, you know? People want that. They want to see the travel, the planning that goes into it, and... In this case, it's it goes even beyond because no one has ever been there. So it's um, it's completely unique. For example, uh, imagine you can see how they are building those 
those vehicles. It's it's just insane for someone who loves cars and so on. Yeah. That's that's priceless. We need to do um, to undergo a polar survival training for all the team. We need to learn to drive those trucks on ice, and so on and so on and so on. So it's um. It's gigantic, literally. Yeah, it is. And and then other other than that massive trip, do you have any place like this summer? Will you go for some downtime now that because you're still in France, so you guys had a lot of really strict lockdowns and things. Let's say uh, we'll see how my life turns out. <laughs> sometimes me and planning, we are not not very friends so you're good at planning uh, other people's but when it comes to your own the problem is something happens and i have to change all my plans yes yeah <laughs> i bet that's it you're always on call technically right yes then for two weeks ago i was on monday in amsterdam then on wednesday in berlin on thursday in luxembourg and in the middle of nowhere in spain for the weekend okay so, oops <laughs> Sometimes I have no idea what's going to happen with my life. Yeah. But in theory, there is a place. Um, I know the region, but I've never been to that little village. It's in Provence, south of France, uh, not so far from um, uh, from Nîmes. Uh, it's called Gord. Uh, it's a tiny, tiny village, which is magical. And one of the reasons I supposed to go there is because we are working on a rally for next year but actually it's like a classic car strip with two rallies and in the middle um private track day at paul ricard with supercars and what famous guest uh, a former world champion four or five times world champion so that wow. gives you an idea of the type of people we are bringing but we are planning to do a race through some villages in that region. So the reason why I'm going well, to discover that place to a, a hotel I loved, I've been invited like 25 times. So finally I say, okay, I have to go there. Which looks like insane. And then I really discovered that region to choose the right villages. And then, well, then I have to speak with the mayors, with all the local authorities to make it happen. Because the idea is for the clients, to use the classic cars to do a, a race right. uh, among well, the main street of all those little villages so everyone can come and cheer them up. So we'll see how that goes. That wow. might be fun. Okay. So, so you must that, be good at taking trips like that and maybe carving out an afternoon or a coffee or something that makes you reset a little bit in these very amazing places that you know not a lot of people get access to. Is that something that you try to do or you're working on so it's like a power vacation let's say um i love for example early mornings and have breakfast in amazing places so when i'm in a nice hotel with a view well, i stay there otherwise i love to just go somewhere just to have my tiny breakfast where there is no one and enjoy nature and those kind of things. Then when well, when I'm visiting amazing places, I always like like to have a moment for myself and like enjoy being there with no one. For example, when you are alone in the Sixteenth Chapel, it's like you have at some point to make the others shut up, so right. you can really enjoy it. 
<laughs> normally they are there to sell something or planning, but it's like, no, come on, g- give me five minutes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Your conversation later. And the other thing I love, but well, it's not easy for normal people. It's like opening the doors. So, for example, in the 16th chapel, when I went that uh, the first evening, I asked the guy if I could be the one just turning the key, because that's my thing. Yeah. Like, you are the door. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so those are like my tiny, my tiny things. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's cool though. It's taking advantage of that, especially like you say, if you don't have control over your own schedule a lot, to still make sure you're taking time out for yourself and with those opportunities as well. (laughs) Let's say for me, what matters, and it's the same for all the trips I create, say um, for me, a place, even the most beautiful place, it's dead because it's just stones and paint and so on. What makes it unique is the people. So just being with those people, having a chat with them, if I'm with a Michelin star chef, uh, just brainstorming to create the idea for the um, for the dining experience. That's something uh, priceless. I I really enjoy it because it's that human connection, and the fact I'm able to tell them what are your dreams. Let me help you to achieve your dreams. I was doing exactly the same with a pilot. Uh, um, a female pilot from Denmark recently and I told her yes I want to bring you because you are amazing your career and so on but what will be your dream for your career so how can I help to achieve that dream so the idea is to bring a client and her to put them together to achieve that dream so can be a Michelin star chef an artist a uh, dancer, a musician, uh, art historian, or whatever. And those meaningful moments for me is like the most rewarding thing uh, of my job. Yeah, that's fantastic that you're being able to live and do what you love while also creating those memories for someone yeah. else. Yeah. And you, um, as I mentioned before, you're pretty active at sharing things on, on social things. So, so let us know where to find the company or you. Uh, obviously, I'll link everything to your website. But uh, yeah, share where we can follow along in your journey. So let's say um, on social media, we don't share much. Uh, first, because I don't get social media. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like against social media. So the only one I use a little bit is LinkedIn. Uh, so the company is there, so you can perfectly follow us on LinkedIn, on Ariodante Luxury Travel. Uh, on Instagram, it's ariodante.travel. And Facebook, I think it's Ariodante Travel or Ariodante Luxury Travel. I forgot. <laughs> but the main part where you can really see some, not examples, but like some case studies of previous trip it's our website ariodantetravel.com or you can reach it uh, through our other url which is traveldoimpossible.com that one is pretty easy to remember yeah <laughs> that's amazing well thank you so much for the update it's really good to to reach out and chat again i i just double checked and actually we spoke in may 2020 so it's kind of funny that we're oh, now speaking it was may 5th that the podcast went and it's may 3rd today when we're recording <laughs> So quite funny. Um, And yes, hopefully everything's looking up for for all of us. And we love hearing from you and some of these amazing experiences. I mean, even if people can't afford it or 
you know, want to go that far, I think they can take inspiration from some of these journeys to their next holiday. So I'd say it's all about thinking in a different way. So even if one of our ideas can help anyone to think in a different way and try to do things differently, that's more than than worth it. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again for your time, Ricardo. You're welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming. <laughs>